And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today, Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. Well, John, it's nice to have you here today. Uh, Prior to our time together, you sent me an email and said, let's talk about memory. And uh, your note said something like, uh, memory as it relates to living life and history and culture, the Christian faith and loss of memory even, Alzheimer's disease. So that's the uh, subject before us today. Uh, We will, God willing, be talking about memory. Uh, This is a very unique faculty to human beings especially, and I'm just wondering if maybe at first, John, you could help us kind of define what we mean by memory. Well, memory is, of course, a mental capacity. It's a faculty and the uh, ability to retain and, if you will, enliven or revivify the past events in our lives and to bring them up. Uh, it's recall. It's recognizing previous experiences and how they relate to the present or how we build on the past. Memory is important for building uh, for the present and the future. So it is something that is part and parcel of being in the image of God. God made us with a memory. Now, there is a sense in which God, uh, if the theologians are right, particularly in the Middle Ages, is a being who, since he does not dwell in time, everything is present. Past, future are always present. Mm Mm-hmm. But not in human beings, since we are in time, and memory becomes an extraordinarily important faculty to understand and to appreciate. Mm-hmm. When we talk about memory, um, some of the younger folks hearing this broadcast today immediately think of computer memory. That's kind of a kind of a crass thing as compared to to human memory. But I suppose it has some uh, some analogies. Oh, it's analogous. You can't you can't do much computing without much memory, <laughs> <laughs> right? Memory, though, for the human being, uh, it seems that it's very much tied to who we are, who we are uh, as people. Yeah. Uh, we understand ourselves through our memory, and uh, it's important. And when that is removed from us, or something happens, you can see it in an older person, maybe who is increasingly. Uh, losing their ability to remember, or they have dementia some sort or Alzheimer's mm-hmm. disease. Uh, if it gets severe, it practically incapacitates them. It does. And especially I've been learning more about that aspect of life uh, through my wife, who does elder care. Um, it's, um, it's a serious problem for the families uh, because... It's like losing that person. It's losing the person because the, and they become insecure, mm-hmm. uh, uncertain of themselves, and also, believe it or not, it even affects one's safety. Yes. May not remember how to drive yes. the car or turn on the stove or forget to do it. It becomes a safety issue for the family. Yes. Uh, loss of memory uh, makes it difficult to live. And it makes it difficult to understand yourself when you lose it. Mm-hmm. And to understand people around you, by the way. This faculty, it's, it's rather unique to human beings. We're not saying that an animal doesn't have the ability to have some f- simple form of memory. Certainly my cat, he remembers that I walk out a certain time in the morning and he meows and bothers me and he wants his food mm-hmm. and he acts a certain way. But 
doesn't compare to what a human being no it's on an elementary level but it does show that even any live thing like a cat or a dog needs some memory to be able to function to know where food is of course they can smell it but Mm -hmm. they know where to come and get it when it's out of smells range so to speak yeah and it keeps them safe that way but human beings are if you will and i don't want to exaggerate but they are infinitely more complex in memory than any other creature that god has made Mm mm-hmm I have a hard time remembering things sometimes, um, but um, before you came to the studio, John, I was looking up a few verses of Scripture tied to the word remember, mm-hmm. and one of the very first ones I happened across was found in Numbers 1540, where it says, and that you may remember to do all my commandments and be holy for your God. And so it seems that it's uh, really a a requirement that God has for us that we remember to do what pleases him. Memory is, a, is, is very much tied to morality and ethics, but it's also tied entirely to understanding who God is and what he's done for us. And I think if you were to, to look in an exhaustive concordance like Strong's or some others and just go through and see how often the word memory, remember, uh, or something like recall, yes. any of those kinds of, of ways of getting at this faculty, I think you will discover that there's so much in Scripture that we could not possibly deal with. Yeah. Once in a while, we have the pleasure of having uh, Dr. Hans Vogt join us. Uh, he's a professor at Ulster County Community College mm-hmm. of History, American mm-hmm. History. And um, it seems to me that if we forget who we are in terms of our history, our background, as and I'm, now I'm talking about United States in particular, but more than that even. But United States, if we forget who we are, um, we will lose the great freedoms that we have. Um, It was, um, I'm going back to Scripture again, where God was saying, if you should say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all of Egypt. And so he's actually recounting there the crossing of the Red Sea and and the deliverance of the people, children of Israel, from Pharaoh's harsh rule over them. And so that was a historical fact, and God wanted them to ponder, to remember, because it was um, not only who they are, but it gave glory to God in that case, because God worked in the history to, to redeem a people. Yes, redemption is based upon history. It's in history. Mm. God enters in history, for instance, through the prophets and through Moses, and finally and fully and completely in our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. He enters into our history, and Jesus, of course, exercised memory in his human nature in the same way that we do. Mm. And the prophets would always call back the people to remember great events that took place. Mm-hmm. For instance, the crossing of the Red Sea, the, the, the Mount Sinai experience of receiving the Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. uh, many of the ceremonies of the Old Testament were specifically designed and implemented, instituted by God, if you will, to aid the people's memory in their covenant relationship mm-hmm. with God, such as the Passover meal. Mm-hmm. It's entirely associated with uh, memory. Uh, to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. 
in order to keep that commandment, you have to remember God's command that was given in the past in history and have to repeat it over and over, mm-hmm. uh, tying the commandments uh, upon the person that they did and then passing them on to their children. That is a way of remembering. I, let's put it this way. I don't know that you can be a spiritual and good Christian without a good memory. Mm. Well, hold that thought. Today we're talking about memory here on Redeemer Broadcasting. The program is called A Plain Answer. Have to take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. Come at the Lord's invitation. Receive from His nail-scarred hand. Eat of the bread of salvation. Come on and drink of the blood of the Lamb. And welcome back. You're tuned to a Plain Answer here on Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Ellendorf in the studio with me today, Dr. John Vance. We have an interesting discussion on the table today. It's it's about memory. The human memory is rather unique. Uh, certainly animals have memory, but humans so much more. Uh, we are, we're told, we're made in the image of God. And uh, we were, before the break, talking about uh, how important it is to remember to do God's commandments and remember history and what God did for Israel and in our own lives, uh, what our experiences have been to remember these. And uh, it's very much tied to who we are and our personhood. Um, So the Bible commands us actually to remember. Um, Another verse of Scripture just on this side of the break, Deuteronomy 32.7 says, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father, and he will show you, your elders, and they will tell you. 
I suppose if there's a history professor out there or a history teacher in high school or uh, maybe a Christian school, you're going to love this because uh, this is giving you plenty of fodder to <laughs> encourage your students to remember their history lessons. Th- and, that passage <laughs> in Deuteronomy there is quite interesting. Uh, Remember the days of old. Of course, that is history. Yeah. But notice how he goes on, uh, the prophet does, in this case Moses, and goes on, and it's linked to prayer. Ask your father. You do not uh, always pray rightly if your memory Mm -hmm. is faulty. Mm -hmm. You have to remember who God is, your own needs, and the needs of the past. But this even has a social component there. Ask your elders, and they will tell you. It presupposes if you will, a continuity with the past. Yes. And memory serves that purpose. I know we'll get into contemporary culture and so forth, but here in the biblical injunction, you see that memory is a link to the past, which is absolutely crucial to understanding the present and going forward in the future. And it's linked to our moral emotions. There is really no morality without a memory. Mm. Uh, we are we teach right and wrong, and we we want to retain that because there is a tendency in every generation to be seduced into many and various ways. And if we have the lessons of history uh, ingrained in us, uh, it keeps us, if you will, on the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. I have another scripture verse here, and uh, this one is real short. It comes from Psalm uh, chapter twenty and verse seven. It says, "Some trust in chariots, and some in horses." but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Societies, some uh, some societies, such as America, over their course of history will become very strong, and we will be tempted <laughs> to look to uh, human strength, uh, our own human greatness, as, as being all that counts, all that matters. And uh, here is an interesting reference to memory that we remember the name of the Lord our God. And it's not that a chariot is wrong or a horse is bad, but if our trust is placed in those things outside of the sovereign God of history, then we are in trouble. Of course, memory is linked to a dynamic faith. <laughs> faith faith has to have a past and because it has to go to the future. And so in that particular passage of Scripture, Faith and memory are linked because memory is required for knowing God, and you cannot have faith in a God that you do not know. Uh, it's so, so the way we are constructed, that's why the Bible says so much about memory. Remember the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. Do this in remembrance of me oh, uh, yes. is the injunction. We have a sacrament in the church that is a sacrament focused upon memory yeah. of what God has done in the past. Yes. Yes. Remember the former ways and uh, so forth. So right. it's, it's a call to repentance as well. You really can't repent without yeah. a memory. That's true. And, and Psalm 22, uh, verse 27, seems to indicate that. It says, All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. Uh, here's an interesting uh, tidbit. I have in the back of my mind, um, there's a small little... Um, Cemetery in the town of Shokan. Well, it's town of Olive, but but it's Shokan, and um, it's a very small little cemetery. My my some of my uh, folks are buried there. Um, it's very instructive, I feel, to walk through a cemetery and pause and 
to look at the stones and look at the inscriptions, and especially when it's you know some some loved ones, and in my case some of the Elmendorfs going back, to grandfather, great grandfather, etc. Um, and these were in our case, thankfully, Christian men and women who went on to be with the Lord, and we remember by virtue of the grave marker even. I remember a uh, situation of a woman being interviewed. She, a rather elderly woman, along with her husband, and their family, uh, uh, they, they, they were in a tornado, uh, destroyed their home. Mm. Um, and the reporter was asking her, look what all you've lost, your house, your furniture, everything, but you had your, you have your lives. And she said, yes, we do, but what really mattered most to me were my pictures the and pictures. all the things in the past. She was right. talking about her memory. Yes, we have our lives, right. but look how much we've lost, not in material things. That didn't seem to bother her nearly as much. Yes. It was what was most precious to her relating to her memory, which related to her family experience, mm. which she cherished the most. Yeah. So yeah. good point. A, a good a good uh, memory. Um, Edith Schaefer used to tell young couples when I was in seminary. I think some of you know I've mentioned Edith Schaefer mm-hmm. uh, more than once. Uh, the wife of Francis Schaefer. She just passed away recently, but she would come and speak to the seminary wives, and she would always tell the young women they were most of them newly married. Uh, she would tell them to make memories with their husbands. Do things deliberately that will be memorable in your family. Mm. It'll keep you together, and you mm. have a shared experience. Um, and and she had many things like that that she felt were important to a wholesome, healthy Christian family life. Mm-hmm. You know, before we open the mic, I told you a story today. I was following a uh, a garbage truck. And, um, you know, they're kind of slow, and you get impatient. You say, oh, boy. But I, I got looking in the back of the garbage truck, and you can see kind of the, some of the yucky garbage. Mm. <laughs> and But unfortunately, what I also saw was an American flag. Someone had tossed out their flag, and this mangled American flag was uh, there along with the other garbage. And I thought to myself, something's not right here. You know, I, we certainly don't worship the flag, but it does mean something to us. It is a symbol a symbol of what we stand for as a country. And I thought, you know, many good men have died for that flag. And there it is thrown in with the garbage, and it just isn't right. I actually called the company and and told them about it, and they were very kind and assured me that they would take care of the problem. But uh, even a flag, even a banner, even a sign, if you will, uh, can remind us of, of what is precious to us. That that flag represents, of course, a, a history, a certain a unique history, if you will, of our own uh, place and, and time that we have a past. And it goes back, of course, when the pilgrims landed here and finally in the founding fathers and the Constitution. One of the dangers, uh, a, a true danger to civilization going forth in the future in this country is that we are no longer have a shared collective memory because we are not teaching history yes. uh, to our students we think we can make everything up on the spur of the moment and go forward. Uh, and and postmodernism, uh, whatever it may mean in all of its collective <laughs> meaning, at least means this, that you forget the past. Well, mm. what was the famous saying by George Santayana, the, the uh, famous Harvard professor, who said those who forget the past 
are doomed to repeat its mistakes. Mm. And uh, we are setting ourselves up for cultural collapse, in my opinion, if we continue down this road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this collective amnesia is extraordinarily destructive to culture and mm-hmm. civilization. And so uh, I'm alarmed, frankly, at the uh, – uh, we're more interested in teaching sex education sure. and political correctness to these uh, students when we should be teaching them history and those things are most important that gives them identity and yeah. understanding and promotes social cohesion, mm. which we are losing more and more. I ponder. I do wonder if maybe one of the reasons – we're not so apt to teach history is because the history contains much of Christian that's part of it conduct and thought and we don't we don't feel that we can promote that in our culture anymore well one one uh, Thanksgiving I can recall that uh, a student came home not in my family but member of the church came home and said that they were thankful about Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. and uh, the mother noticed a cartoon and so forth that they had colored or whatever they're drawing and she said, well, who were you thankful to? And the little student said, no, we don't know. We just said, uh, we're just thankful. We're just thankful. Yeah. So so that can be, you know, yeah. uh, Arthur Schlesinger, whatever you think of Arthur Schlesinger, he was the biographer, I believe, uh, of John Kennedy and at least wrote a book about him and helped hmm. him. But he used to teach at City College, and he's passed away, I'm pretty sure, by now. But he wrote a book uh, on the disuniting of America. And he says, we, we have a focus, uh, and he used the phrase, e pluribus unum, which is our motto, uh, e pluribus unum. He says, we only want the, the uh, we, we've lost the unity in the country, and one of the reasons we're losing the unity in the country is because we're not teaching history. He was a history professor. Mm-hmm. And we're losing our country. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We certainly need to beseech the Lord that he'll have great mercy on us and fall hard after him in our own lives. Um, We're getting close to the end already of this discussion today, maybe a few more minutes. We're talking about memory. Just really quickly, I'm wondering, um, is there anything that we can do to uh, enhance or help our own memory? Um, I'm thinking um, reading probably helps our memory and uh, you might say, oh, my eyes are so sore at night, I don't feel like reading. Well, maybe getting a large print um, book or large mm-hmm. print Bible mm-hmm. or maybe one of these newfangled tablets where you can expand the print uh, would help. I think reading might, might help our memory. It's, 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 again, I'll use the word crucial, which is related to the cross. A lot of Christians, though, almost eschew or turn away from the Old Testament. Oh, the New yeah. Testament is based on the old. It is. The The New Testament is fulfillment of the old. But in order to understand the fulfillment, you also need to understand yeah. what was promised. And so Christians who, who solely confine themselves, let's say, to a few New Testament verses over and over, let's say on grace, and boy, do I love the doctrines of uh, grace. Yeah, sure. But you also need to see that in history played out with God's covenant people. So you talk about reading? Yeah, we need to be reading the whole Bible. Yes, yes. And we need to be reteaching history to our youngsters about our American civil history. Yeah. So the Old Testament will give us context, for one thing, and uh, the New is based on the Old, and Jesus was actually in the Old throughout it. Um, 
um, the New Testament will point back to the old and it'll refer to uh, mm-hmm. uh, the church in Moses' day. It's, it's remarkable the, the ties that are there. Um, I'm also thinking about uh, how important it is, you know, so we stay sharp of um, being selective as to what we watch on TV and maybe how much time, you know. Again, as you get older, you might be so tired and your eyes hurt or whatever. The easiest thing in the world is just to flip on that remote control and and not read. Perhaps it's better to just listen to some uh, classical music uh, at that time or or something. You have to stay engaged. My my, uh, two daughters were home recently, and my wife took a day off with my older daughter, and they went down to the museums in the city Hmm. and to the art museums for a day very just to remember the past and to see what has been done in the past that's something that a homeschool group could do many things like that we have to stay engaged Mm -hmm. not only reading but actually experiencing things and entering into the past through some activity like that the other day i was with my dad and it was um to the very day it was three years that my mother had passed and um, decided to just take a little drive um, back through Woodstock, going over the mountain through Glenford, where we grew up, you know, in the old homestead. And it was amazing as we drove past the different houses and streets, and the memories came to mm, my dad. Mm. And it was like a trigger mechanism. So when he saw visually uh, these streets and houses, the stories came I as a result. Became, he came alive. That's right. That's right. So it's it is good. You're right to um, take the time and see some things and possibly some old things that you had visited some time ago and and bring back some some good memories. Well, today we're talking about memory. We're we're at the end of the program. Maybe just a quick wrap up thought before we end. Memory is crucial to individual identity, family, relations and identity, and cultural identity. It is absolutely crucial, of course, and I've used that word again, to what it means to be a Christian. And uh, in order for us to understand who God is in history, we will begin to understand what he's doing for us today and in the future. Mm. Praise the Lord. Today in the studio has been Dr. John Vance. I'm Dan Elmendorf. A quick reminder that uh, this entire episode is up on our website. Check it out. We're found at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. Also, if you have a, a suggestion for a future topic that you would like to hear discussed here on A Plain Answer, you're invited to email us. That email address is ministry at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. Yeah.